In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Episode one, honey. Woo! <laughs> Made it. Am I cool enough to say honey? I think you are. You are today. <laughs> I'll accept it. We have done the unthinkable. We've stuck with the podcast and we've done triple digits. Uh, this is the place, as we will always say every week, this is the place for all gigs, all walks of life, everything you need in TV and film is right here at the Weekly Cut. Mm. Uh, my name's Brad, and this is my co-host, Connor T. Hello there, hype. <laughs> hype. We've got beers. It's, yeah, we've got beers. Uh, Connor's been on a bit of a drinking ban. He, he failed after six days. Yep, correct. Uh, but we are having a celebration. Yeah. Uh, I've got a San Miguel from the, uh, is it, I don't know if it's Madrid or Spain, and you've got a Bud Light. Yeah, American. Yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what? Cheers. 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 Did, did it Lovely. catch it? Did it catch the cheek? No, no, uh, so anyway, what we got uh, coming up on this episode. So episode 100, like I said, we are paying tribute to a passing legend. Uh, director Sean Levy joins Star Wars, plus Deadpool 3 insane casting rumours really took my breath away this week. Tom Holland has signed a huge deal with Sony and Marvel to come back with Spider-Man 4. We've got some details of that. John Wick 4 is coming back again with the new full trailer, our reaction to come. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is the official end of Phase 4. And me and Connor are reviewing that shit. We are. We're not saying it's shit, just that shit. Well, I'm trying we? to be cool this week with honey. You are that cool. shit. So uh, join us uh, on Twitter at Weekly Cut. Join the conversation, get involved, chuck us a follow, tell your friends. And if you do like the podcast, please leave a review. It really does help. You'll come to Christmas. Yeah. Right, let's move on with news. Before we play a clip of the man himself, just want to say a quick RIP to Kevin Conroy. Sadly died at the age of 66 from a short battle of cancer. Uh, he voiced Batman for decades from the iconic Batman animated series and films and uh, the Arkham Knight games. Bit of a, I know you probably didn't watch the Batman animated series. No. I no. Uh, bit of a hero of mine. Yeah. It shocked me. A lot of people um, are not honest. Yeah, I obviously follow him on, on Twitter and stuff, which he's very good at Twitter um, and he's really engaging. And he's done a video like weeks ago. It's mad, isn't it? And I was like liking comments on it on our Twitter. So I was yeah. like, I don't know, Kevin Conroy's popped up. What's happening? And then, yes, a short, like I say, short battle with cancer. Um, but like I say, he was the definitive voice of Batman. A lot of people say they hear him when they read comics. So let's just hear that iconic line of Conroy. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. That proper took me back then. Very good. Get a bit welly. I've got a bit welled up there. That is, uh, what a legend. Just nothing more to say on that. Uh, obviously wishing the family well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Indiana Jones TV series and Connor's left. He's gone. Oh, <laughs> <that's sick. laughs> uh, TV series in the works at Disney Plus. Early, early development. Connor, faults. Uh, give me things we don't need, Alex, for 500. <laughs> don't <laughs> <need> <laughs> <it>. Bingo. <laughs> what, what's the point? I mean, if you're going to do anything in a TV series, this is probably the thing to do. It... But I think it could just be like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, on Disney Plus as well. I know what you mean with yeah. that aspect. Not for me. Um, what? Why is it that it does? This is like this is one of the most iconic characters in film, yeah. right? Me and you have never really taken to it. Why? Why is that for you? I don't know. How how long ago has this come out? Eighties, the first one. Was it 90s? Must have been. No, yeah, it must have been eighties, wasn't it? Must 80s. Be 80s, wasn't it? This has been dragging on, and it came out in the eighties, and. It wasn't a very good... If you watch them back, they're not very good films. They're okay. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not like Jurassic Park. That's why that's still going. 
The, the only one I, I mean, I don't like the franchise. The only one I do agree is quite iconic and a good movie to an extent is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is the, the very iconic moment and stuff. Yeah. So I get that, but I know what you mean. It's not like, it's not like the Rocky franchise where they, a lot of hits. Yep, exactly. Or misses in this one. Loads. And, uh, <laughs> and to get that TV show as well, they're just, I see a comment on Twitter today against someone else we'll talk yeah. about. Um, Disney squeezing the lemon. Yes. Yeah, they're doing that now. One of our followers did say that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if this one is bad and there's rumours that it's not tested well or something, uh, director James Mangold has said there's been no test screening, so obviously take that with a pinch of salt. But mm. um, that's with the, the Indiana Jones 5, I mean. Um, with the trailer also coming within four weeks, we're hearing. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But yeah, as a series, not for me and clearly not for you. No, who plays Indy? Do you know what? It's a good question. Yeah. I always thought, we've said it before, the only person that I think could have re- revived the franchise was Chris Pratt. Yeah. I know he does everything but this was at a time when he wasn't doing everything yeah and i think he could have done the quippy archaeological call sex air and he man. basically dressed like him in Jurassic park anyway <laughs> yeah, that's actually, so i didn't even think of that well if on. you pop one of a fedora on him or one of them hats yeah he's, indie. he's sweet uh okay let's move on from indiana jones to some really pumping news tom holland it's been blowing up on the internet for a while now we've been hearing it which is why we tweeted it on at wicked cut so don't miss out and follow yeah. us tom holland has reportedly signed his new mega mega deal with marvel studios and sony to bring back spider-man 4 and a new trilogy i'm going to go ahead and assume you're happy connor like everyone on the planet absolutely i'm happy Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> i can see that uh now what do you want from this so it's coming it's happening it'll be announced shortly and we'll put that on the twitter but what do you want from this new spider-man in the mcu it's coming for you i want street level spider-man on him down and dirty fighting crime that's what i don't want any space I agree. or any none of this fighting crime maybe wilson fisk gets involved yes which makes a lot of sense with him in the mcu now yep. vincent daredevil yeah all them all that i'm not, not sure about villains though. i haven't really ever thought about villains mm. But I just want a street-level Spider-Man just fighting crime. Well, Kingpin makes the most sense. He might have some henchmen to get involved. Yeah. But like you say, grounded. Yeah. Um, so a Tom Holland going up against Wilson Fisk, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Maybe they change him a little bit to be a bit darker for the theatrical, as he was in Hawkeye, as I yeah. think we both would like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just think this is such exciting news. Do you want Zendaya and Ned back? No, I don't. No, you don't. No. I've not actually spoke to you about this. Yeah, I'd like uh, Gwen. You want Gwen Stacy? Yeah, I like Gwen. And um, Osborne. Yeah. Well, like, you just want a new... So whether it's like Harry Osborne in college now or, or wherever he goes off after Mid- Midtown High, I think it's called. He's, he's school yeah. or something like that, where he is. Um, yeah, you, you want new characters. You don't want Zendaya back. It just sort of kills what a brilliant end of Nowhere Home was. Yeah, don't undo that because that was a good ending. Yes. And that's perfect. a good way just to see them characters out. And if you want to bring Ned back as the Green Goblin or whatever he's room Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin, yeah. That would be brilliant if he comes back as a Hobgoblin. Excellent. 100%. Great challenge for Spider-Man. Old Agreed. friend. Got to battle him yeah. now. Perfect. What I find really annoying, my perfect villain, which I've always said since God knows how long, would have been Craven. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, obviously, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson's doing it over at Sony. It's a bit early to cross over. It's not going to happen. But the character Craven would have been a brilliant grounded Spider-Man story. Yeah. As we've said before, I can just see him in Russia, old Craven, looking, because obviously he went global, which we didn't like. You didn't like... Spider-Man, Tom Holland being very Avengerish, nah. all Iron Spider suit going to space, bit much. I just want to see him swinging around New York. Yeah, which we very rarely have seen yeah. in the trilogy. Um, yeah, so I think this has been really cool for him to have got that hype around Spider-Man. Obviously, Peter Parker's forgotten, but Spider-Man isn't, and that could have been him on telly 
seeing him thinking, right, I'm sick of this, all this talk from this spider creature. Yeah. I want him on my mantle. I want to get that trophy. Yeah. And it would have made sense grounded. Um, but yeah, brilliant stuff. It's coming. We're going to tweet it. Like I said, I can't wait. He's just brilliant. As fair, play, Tom. Yeah, yeah, he's, fair play. He's getting that cheddar he's cheese. He's getting that cheddar. Cheddar cheese. Right. Let's move on over to the DC pond. Again, we've got another clip for you in a second. In case you missed Mr. Momoa's absolute tyrant on Twitter, which broke the internet to an extent, James Gunn, as the new head of DC, has confirmed they have started to work on a DC Bible to help create a 10-year plan for the cinematic universe. Liking that? Excellent. <laughs> He's screaming for it. Connor has been screaming for it. just need a plan. Just before we press record, you were screaming. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa then sent the internet into a frenzy. I know you've seen it, but we're going to play it for the listeners in a second. Last week, by sharing, and I quote now, his dream job is in the works at DC. Have a listen to this. Some of the greatest news in my life just happened. I can't say anything about it. Fuck yes! Brilliant. Oh! I can't wait to share with you, but they won't let me share anything. I want you to remember this date, November 6th. Mwah! You know who you are? Mwah! Mwah, maestro! Mwah! Now, uh, Jason, with Henry Cavill back in the tights as Superman, I gotta say, man, it looks like things are open for the for the JL to come back together. Maybe take on Black Adam. What are your thoughts? I think with Peter Safran and uh, Mr. Gunn at the helm now of DC, I'm very excited about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool things gonna be coming up, and uh, one of my dreams come true will be happening under their watch so stay tuned hype 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 he is hype uh, do you have any sort of initial thoughts you're not a, you're not a, you know a, a massive dc fan but you like you like obviously the ip yeah is there anything you know ticking away there for you or i don't know the only thing i can think of is superman coming back it does fit and yeah and, teaming up again and, and obviously people went crazy zack snyder etc um, I think he was, they're very close is why people ran with it. Jason Momoa and Zack Snyder are very, very close. Yeah. I think he even called him Maestro, which he, you heard him say there. So people have ran with that thinking he's back, he's back. I don't necessarily think that is what it is, but this is where it went a little crazy. Uh, Lobo, the famous and fan favorite, which is one of my favorite Superman villains, is one of Jason Momoa's dream projects. He's been very vocal about this yeah. like for years, well before Aquaman. James Gunn randomly posted Lobo mm. on social media. Um, then when Jason Momoa was asked if his, what we just heard interview there, was about James Gunn's post at all, he just responded and said, for anyone that knows I'm a massive fan of a particular character, I've got every one of their comic books, you don't need to search long to find out who that is. Basically saying it's Lobo. Yeah. Um, now, my question for you, can he play both? Yes or no? Um, ooh. It's, so, so for, for people, if you're thinking, well, what do you mean both? Obviously, he's the lead in Aquaman. We've got Aquaman and the and the Lost Kingdom coming next year. Um, he's obviously got plans for the future with the Justice League coming back. So he is Aquaman. He is the Aquaman. Yeah. Now, Lobo would be a villain, you would assume, in Man of Steel. Maybe it would be a series. I don't know. But can it work in any capacity? I think the only way it can work, because he is too big to play two characters for me, the only way it could work is the Flash. If they open up different, different dimensions, in this dimension, he's not Aquaman, he's Lobo. That's the only way it could possibly work. Otherwise, I think he's already he's already got his character. Yeah. And, and it's like taking a role away from someone else. Yeah. 
I, I don't think he can, in okay. my opinion. I, I do agree. Uh, I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Was people are sort of comparing other people like Gemma Chan from Eternals and Captain Marvel, which I think is a bit silly. We yeah. said in the group chat, it's silly. It's poppycock. Yeah. Um, she was a minor character in Captain Marvel. I don't remember the character's name. So that that was able to work. And also she was completely different in terms of like, she was blue, for God's sake, she was a Cree. Mm. So yeah, for me, I don't think it can work. It's too big. But have you, have you seen, I'll show you after this, have you seen the fan casting of him as, the art of him as Lobo? Really cool. Oh, basically for me, Lobo is this, ruthless mercenary bounty hunter alien bounty hunter um mm. and he's he's gone toe-to-toe with superman in the comics he's like really really good he's like long hair scars weird skin imagine drax but with like a long biker look okay yeah it's basically yeah, that yeah um really really cool so i mean we'll I guess we'll see what's coming but james gunn is teasing and so is now Jane, uh, jason momoa so yeah right let's move on to a bit of star wars we're jumping around the ips here a lot yeah. happened this week so yeah. sean levy who you know, Connor, from The Adam Project, Free Guy, and one of your favourite series, Stranger Things. Yes. Directed a lot. Uh, He is jumping over to Lucasfilm and has been hired to direct a Star Wars movie. Mm. Sean Levy, as you will know, obviously I just mentioned. Um, Now, have you heard about all the reports in that? I'm not going to go into it. They're in tricky waters. No, I I saw someone steps away I was pulled from. Oh, basically, as you just rightfully said there, I think his name was John Dillard. I can't remember the movie. He's done the new movie with Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, Devotion. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, He was supposed to be doing a Star Wars movie. That's been cancelled. Patty Jenkins, we spoke about her last week. Her Rogue Squadron was cancelled. And Bob Chapek is not happy because he said to Kathleen Kennedy, who's the Kevin Feige over at Lucasfilm, stop announcing directors and people to doing projects and then it not happening. True, yeah. So that's true. Don't announce people unless it's sort of set in stone because we've got Rian Johnson's trilogy. Yeah. Um, we've got Taika Waititi's movie. We've got Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. You just think none of these are going to happen. There's too you? much going on. Yeah. yeah. Is he in Bob's got a beard now? Has he? Fresh beard. What does he look like? Uh, well, he looks like Obadiah Stade from Iron Man he 1. He does. No way. Yeah, he does. Box of yeah, but he's a big knob. Yeah. They um, lost their stock. Um, dropped in it the shares what bad massive for, for what reason um because of him <laughs> legit because it's of him. actually yeah because i think they changed too much and oh. they dropped it's like everyone's calling for him to be sacked oh dear oh dear stinky yeah stinky bring yeah. back the eiger yeah he's waiting in the wind uh so like i said i mean does does that do you are you a fan of sean levy i'm a fan of him yeah, yeah. well fan of stranger things adam project uh i think it was a what a swing and a miss yeah, I thought me. you mean that. Quite emotional, but a bit of a swing and miss. Uh, Free Guy, I'm not a massive fan of Free Guy. It's okay. Mm. It's just a fun film. So to get a Star Wars film, yes, quite a leap. Okay, that's fair enough. Bearing in mind his main success has come from TV. TV, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, I mean, moving on from this, we've got some rumours from a very well-known insider, Daniel RPK. We're standing on Sean Levy for a second, because as you know... He is the man that's helming and directing Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine. Mm. So, these are the rumours. A new report, as I said, from insider Daniel RPK, says that Deadpool 3 will have the original Fantastic Four reprise their roles, including Chris Evans as the Human Torch, as well as seeing Owen Wilson reprise his role as Mobius, who we will see in Loki Season 2, and again in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Man, is he in that? I don't know if he's in that, but mm. from Loki anyway. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking big news there. Do you remember those movies? 
Um, I do remember, the, yeah, I remember yeah. the very first one, yeah. Uh, How many were there? There was two. So yeah. there was uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer was the sequel with old Lawrence Fishbolder's Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you had, uh, I remember their names because I'm a loser that watched those movies 400 times. <laughs> you had Ewan Grifford, uh, the Welsh guy. He was Mr. Fantastic. You had Jessica Alba. Yeah. Ooh, she yeah. was every guy's... Uh, <laughs> Especially back then. Um, she was Invisible Woman. Uh, and then you had Michael Chiklis, uh, who most would probably know from that series, S.H.I.E.L.D., um, he was Ben Grimm, the thing. And then obviously, as we just said, Chris Evans as the human soldier. Yeah. So is this just going to be a big fun ride? Yeah, this is going to be a welcome back, Chris Evans. This is what this is. And he might do a few little nods to Cap. Yep. In a little sly way. Deadpool probably mentioned it. Wasn't he Captain America or something like yeah, that? Yeah. It's going to happen. I think it could be fun. I mean, Deadpool films are just fun films. Well, they are. Of course they are. I yeah. mean, they've made jokes about... Remember, they opened the door in, I think, is it Deadpool? I think it's one. Where they opened the door and it's the whole X Men cast. That's two. Oh, is it two? Yeah, Sorry. Two, yeah. So they opened the doors in the X Men cast there and he goes, and then where, he goes sort of saying, Where are the other X Men? And they quickly shut the door behind. So yeah. it's very self aware as Deadpool is. Yeah. That could work. I'll take this. Yeah. I'll take it. It could I'll, be fucking fun, man. Yeah, it will be fun. Uh, anyway, I don't say, and um, I remember you being a big fan of Owen Wilson's Mobius. Yeah, yeah, I kind of wait for that. <laughs> yeah, I love Owen Wilson as well. Yeah, me too. But like when Loki season two hits, you damn sure we are doing some episode re- uh, recaps on this podcast because we are big fans of that. No doubt, Tom Hiddleston, the man. Uh, okay, I think that actually wraps us up for news, and it's Ooh. time for a trailer. John Wick Four. Mm. How many have you watched? I think you remember two. Watched. You've watched two. You've not watched three with Halle Berry. No. Okay. No. Do you like the franchise? I do. I do as well. Do I haven't watched three? I can't find it anywhere. Really? Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying it. No, absolutely not. It will show it. up somewhere. Yeah, I can't find it. Uh, do you, so you, in, in terms of when you say you like them, because they are very typical action revenge franchise. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's different about it? Um, just Keanu. Keanu. Just, just Keanu. <laughs> I mean, I like The Equalizer. Yeah. Because it's the same style yeah. of film. I yeah. like Nobody. Yeah. Because I just like it where the protagonist is just sick. Yes. You're not going to stop him. Yeah. He's just, he's just going to win. You know the outcome already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. It is, he has, for some reason, made a very successful franchise out of something that's not different to anything. I don't know yeah. how he's done it, because as much as we love Mr. Keanu, he's not an amazing actor. No, he's not. So I don't know how this has happened yeah. with this world, but it's worked. Uh, cannot wait. You've got Donnie Yen. Um, obviously, the, the IP man, he's just incredible martial artist can't wait to see that fight you've got some good casting you've even got um what's his name the it bloke he played the um pennywise the clown in it oh we oh. said this the other day the name i can't remember billy skarsgård yeah. uh, that one yes yeah. sorry uh stellan skarsgård who played eric selvig in the mcu for Ooh. the old fella it's his son oh yeah uh so brilliant cast can't wait for it. Is there anything more on us on it um what about the trailer yeah yeah he's taken a few knocks to the head <laughs> The speech in it and the dialogue is so slow. When I was watching the trailer, I thought my video had buffered. He's like, I've got to do this. He's like, what is going on? No, I do. I know exactly what you're saying, but that is him. Yeah. Maybe like you, maybe it is just a case of him getting a bit too old now. But yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I can't remember the, I can't remember the line. But I do remember something happening going like, um, I don't know, it would say something so like, what are you going to do? And he'd be like, 
get revenge. Yeah. And it's like, why is he taking so long? I know. To, you're not fired at the you're minute. Dead. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. You're not. I think he gets away because he rides the bus. And yes, uh, yeah, exactly. He's a yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, not much for traders this week, so that wraps us up. And I think it's time we unwrap our present of Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yes. We are going in on this one, peeps. We are going to do some non-spoilers for you. I don't know if you heard that, but Connor's opened up his Bud Light can. Open. He's ready. He's He's powered down a Amstel <laughs> bottle of beer as well. Celebration. So we are doing some non-spoilies for you. Just sort of around about five minutes before we get into the full spoilers, going through the story. What did we like? What didn't we like? Is there some Easter eggs you may have missed in there? What's for the future? Because it was one of the probably most important end credit scenes I've seen in MCU in a while. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that and what is to come. So let's start off by saying... It made 330 million worldwide opening weekend. Wow. The biggest November opening of all time, I believe, uh, domestically. And as mentioned, officially ends the MCU Phase 4. Get in. So I was going to say, before we get on to that, now it's officially done. We, won't, we Obviously, we, as I say, we've done a recap of Phase 4. So go check it out a few episodes ago on our link on our Twitter bio. Um, but now Phase 4 is officially done. Do you hold any grudge at all with with Marvel M Marvel Studios? Are you excited for Phase Five and sort of now that's out of the way? What, what's going on? Thought process. I am excited for Phase Five. Phase Four was like a shit holiday <laughs> with good moments. Yes. So you're, you're annoyed because you're there and you think this is rubbish. Yeah. But then you have a good day where you go hiking or you do a little. Toby Maguire pops up. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's nice bits, but overall, it's just pretty dreadful. Okay. And then you'll book another holiday. Yes. Phase five. Yes. So, yeah. Do you know what? I actually saw someone say, uh, I can't remember his name now. He's a, he's a YouTuber I follow. Really good. Really sorry. I'll remember it next week. Um, he said that he's been purposely missing some Disney Plus shows, which mm. has helped his theatrical experience with MCU. Okay. Which I actually think makes a, a lot of sense. Um, because yeah. he, he basically was saying it's just too much Marvel, and it's such when it gets saturated, he, the big experience in theater. Obviously, you're thinking about She Hulk in the back of your mind and stuff like that. Yeah. So I know what he was saying. I don't know if people are going to adopt that in Phase Five, but yeah. there is just too much Marvel at the minute, and we are Marvel fans, so that tells you we're not sort of biased or anything like that. Yeah, maybe you watch the series after when the fa- when the phase is over, and you just watch the TV series. It makes a lot of sense, unless you are hearing it's definitely you know, linked to the wider MCU, like Loki, yeah. then maybe dip in. But I just thought I'd mention that. Um, so, Connor, mm. what's the plot? Plot me up. What's happening? Wakanda Forever sequel. Phones up. <laughs> here's my here's my paragraph. <laughs> T'Challa is gone. Oh, bloody hell. Jesus. He's me in, gone. The king is dead. The protector is gone. The world sees this as an opportunity to strike Wakanda where it hurts. Vibranium. They build a machine which can detect it, we'll come to that, and find some of the bottom of the ocean floor. But in their mission to retrieve it, they are met by Namor and his people and are swiftly dealt with. That's not a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Namor intends intends to wage war with the land people and ask Wakanda for their help as allies. Blame it to Charlie for introducing them to the world of Vibranium. When Wakanda decline, they become enemies. Solid synopsis plot from Mr. Connor T. Mm. That's going to be your new job. Right. Connor, we're yes. going to get into ratings a little bit later. We don't want to spoil it just yet. Yep. But can I get a non-spoiler sort of initial initial thought? Not so much what you was feeling just straight out of the cinema. What are you feeling right now on the movie without getting into spoilers? And we're going to get into them. Don't you worry, guys. Um, my thoughts on the, on the movie, as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, it was handled exquisitely. Yeah. 
I thought was perfect. I do. Really nice, touching, didn't drag on too much. It wasn't a yeah, I agree with film. That. It was like a, a moment. So not the, not the film in general, runtime, because I think we may have some issues there, yeah. but you're talking about... The, the sort of the, the balance of tribute into the legacy of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, you felt that was not not overly long and, and that was done right. Yeah, it wasn't in your face. It was I sort of dotted you. through the film, the beginning yeah. and it just dotted all the way through. That was lovely. As a Marvel film and as an MCU end to the phase four, I've got a problem with it because I just think the runtime was too long. Very long. I agree. And you felt the length. Pacing was a bit of, yeah, the pacing yeah. was an issue. I've agreed. I agree. Which has been a problem with a whole of phase four. Yep. So they haven't fixed it. Yep. Um, action wise, good scenes, some really good scenes yep. in it. And yep. one of my favourite scenes uh, we'll get to, but not enough. Yeah. And it was very talky talky. Yes. Well, we, of course, you're right there. It was two hours and 47 minutes, something like that, the runtime. Yeah. And there was only sort of three or four. Or maybe standout action moments. So there was a lot of talk. Yeah. Uh, which is not always a bad thing, but when you feel the length, yes, it is. And I think that's been a occurring theme from many people, even the people that love it, they felt the length of this movie. Yeah. Which you would at that long. Uh, I, Ryan Coogler, Mr. Ryan Coogler, we're, we're big fans of here. Yeah. Uh, of the, at the Weekly Cut. Big fans of Ryan Coogler. Did he, I mean, he, did you think he'd done as good as he could on this? I do. I think. In terms of what he was given, bearing in mind he had a script, Connor. He had a script. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a full script, but he had a script ready. He was saying to Chadwick Boseman, I think in 2020, um, at the early start of 2020, because I think he died in August of 2020. So Ryan Cooder was saying to him, do you want to see the script? Like I've got I've got one ready to go. Let's, let's chat it up. Let's talk through it. Um, and Chadwick Boseman going, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Um, so to then be hit, with something so important as Black Panther to Ryan Coogler to having to change his whole story yeah. around and whilst pay tribute, I think he'd done a great job. Yeah, I think he did He Agreed? did do a good job. But I think as an action film, he, he could have done a bit better. But I've, as you say, the man's got to change his whole story. Yeah. Because the story, you can tell the story changed. Yes, oh, you, oh, 100% you can see that. Yeah. So for what he's done, he's a fantastic director. So good, and for what I, I think I agree with you. I think he done well. Yeah, I I, re, I really really do. So I do try not to on moments where I know that I could see the the hindrance that was on him. Um, yeah. It's really, and we'll get into it in spoilers. But I really noted that this is probably not the way he wanted to go down. But um, yeah, let's just a uh, little chat on Namor. But remember, non spoilers. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. But for me, the best part of the movie, absolutely, absolutely. What did you What did you sort of like about him? He's cool. Yes, he is fucking cool, man. He, he's quite suave as well. Yeah, he's just like he's, suave. he's charismatic. Yeah, he's um and his uh, fighting ability is just unique. Unique. Yeah, yeah that is the best word for yes, it. Yes, unique. Is yeah. and I don't know how they made and obviously not a spoiler. We know he's got the old ankle feathers and wings. I don't know how you make that call, but the, it did. Mm. You have done it. It's such a hard character. Let alone following Aquaman. Oh, sorry. I like I like that they did change Aquaman up from yeah. him. I, sorry, I liked the fact they didn't copy Aquaman. Yeah. So they made him so different to um, comics and Aquaman. I think it just really worked. And like I said, he's cool. And I don't know how they've done that. And it looked good. He looked fantastic. When he was, his little feather feet yes. was flying, he looked yes. really good. Um, so let's talk cast. Um, yeah. Angela Bassett, I'm just going to sort of say now, there's been a lot of talk about Oscar. Mm. I think she was absolutely fantastic. One of the best performances in mcu to date 
I think I agree. The opening scene was like, bang, we're in. This 100%. is going to be a performance here. 100%. So good. Yeah. Uh, she done about three or four monologues and just absolutely nailed it home every single time. Uh, we'll just mention Namor, uh, Tenok Harata. I'm going to... Uh, sorry. Sorry, Tenok. Sorry. We apologise. Uh, we apologise. Just call him um, Kukukan. Kukukan. The feather serpent god. Uh, you should probably do that. Maybe not me. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, he was ruthless, relatable. I liked that about him. Yeah. He was relatable. He was the villain. People are going, he wasn't the villain. Defo was a oh, villain. Absolutely. He was trying to kill, you know, someone in particular, which we'll get on to. Yeah. He, he's a villain. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Question. The US government was also a villain. We'll get on to it. But he was one as well. Yeah. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Martin Freeman, absolutely pointless. Yeah, he was. Absolutely pointless. Oh. And with the most horrendous American accent, I personally think. How did he still not nail that? I don't understand. <laughs> don't know. For so long. I don't know. But I didn't really like his arc. We'll get into it. Uh, Dominic Thorne as Riri Williams. Really good. I thought she was good. Really yeah. good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Brilliant newcomer. Um. I think we're going to disagree on the suit, though, but we're going to get onto it. Yeah. Power Rangers! <laughs> um, Letitia Wright done as good as expected yeah. for me. I agree. I It was, at times, it was very grating and very jarring. But she done okay. I mean, she's well, she probably ain't grieving by then, but she done okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I suppose she had to tread carefully. Yeah. I mean, what? how big are those shoes to fill? Yeah. Um, it's it's an impossible task. It's a bit it's simple to similar to not not similar, but of somewhat relevance to Liam Hemsworth taking Henry Cavill's role at the at The Witcher at Netflix. Yeah. You're not going to fill those boots. Everyone knows you're not going to fill those boots, but we commend you for trying, and you have to try. They've yeah. got to try it. Um, this is similar in a, in a way that Shuri just made the most sense to come in, and and we we know this isn't a spoiler. She, it's very clear on the trailer she's the Black Panther, yeah. or maybe she's the one only Don's one. We'll we'll let you know in spoilers, but yeah, I think she's done as good as expected. Yeah, because you you can't make that role your own. No, that's that's Chadwick Boseman's role. Yes, you can't. Change yeah, it. so even yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, in Baku, I felt like we could have had a bit more of instead of just comical. Yeah, disappointing. Mm. He's one of my favourite characters in Black and Panther mine. as well. And mine. Yeah. Imagine him in a Black Panther suit. Oh, at least give it a go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be massive. It would be huge. So brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think he, he was funny. I laughed out loud at times from him, but he just felt like a punchline. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, a big goof. 100% agree. Uh, right. We are close to spoilers now. Um, I'll tell you what. Should we just get into it? R -r -r run there'll be time codes so come back because we've got scraps and what's in our screens exactly well done Connor right spoily spoily spoils before we get into the story breakdown likes and dislikes I do want to talk a bit more detail about Namor because mm. he is dominating the sort of trending pages and conversations he was such a good introduction to the MCU he's confirmed to be over 500 years old in the MCU and he is a mutant yes within the MCU another one we should play the X-Men <laughs> over that um what did you think of his origin i thought that was one of the best origin stories that marvel yeah done. it's cool it's so cool because it was it was um it made sense so his people were yes full, and that's true history as well yeah the spanish brought smallpox to the island yeah to that side of the world and brought plague and that was called that was all the plague and stuff yeah. like that um, and i was forced out of their land by colonizers yeah um Found some plot, obviously a magical plant, yeah. and moved into the water. Uh, her mu his mum 
grew sad yep. and wanted to return to the land. But when they returned, it was slavery and stuff yep. like that. Um, and he was just filled with hate. So, yeah, exactly. Which And you, you definitely would understand that if you... And obviously, the, the plant Connor mentioned, it's vibranium. So they were the yeah. first ones to discover it. Um, and it's infused just like the heart-shaped herbs sort of thing. They all drink it. And it, it makes them only be able to live in the water. Yeah. And obviously he's his mum's pregnant at the time with Namor. And so they go to live into the world of water. The birthing scene I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, underwater. And then as you say, and then he comes back and one of my favourite scenes from the movie was when he comes back as a kid. Spanish are there. He's got his wings. He's, he's strong. You know, yeah. he's an absolute... I think he's only about 12 or 13 at the time. But he comes back in and he's, it's mentioned in the movie that he's took the name Namor. That's what his enemies call him. And it was in this scene, it was a Spanish colonizer, sort of like he's been, he's just dying. He's, he's been brutally attacked by um, the Talicans, and we'll get on to why they're called that in the city. And then he says, the boy without love. And in that language, it ends with Namor. Yeah. Um, and he's, that's why he took his name, because it's the last breath that would come out of the person that was his enemy. I thought it was so How good. cool is that? Yeah. And the scene where the boy's face is just so angry and he just rises from the ground. Yes. Oh, this is good. And you think that would sound cheesy. If someone said, oh yeah, it was a young lad in like trunks and he used his feather wings to levitate. You'd go, shut up. Yeah. But no, it was cool. Really good. Uh, I wrote down here um, because you really liked the scene with Namor and the exchange between him and Queen Ramonda. Yes. So Queen Ramonda is trying to just bargain with Namor. He's too powerful. He's got too many people. Yeah. She basically says to him, she summons him to the beach and basically says to him, what can I offer you? And he just looks at her and says, nothing. Just says nothing. That's all he says. It was really chilly. He was so really good with his one lines. Yeah. Uh, we are going to end on Namor. We're going to get round to him in, in scenes in a second. But, but Connor, I just want to say straight, you want to see more of Namor in this MCU? He's one of the best villains in the MCU. Agreed. 100% yeah. agree. He's right up there. Maybe not as good as Loki and Thanos and that level, but he's right up there with the memorable ones for me. Yeah. Like even Hela, someone like that was really memorable. Yeah. Um, Killmonger. I thought Black Panther villains are really good. Really good. Ryan Coogler. Good boy. Have a stab at Doctor Doom. Yeah. I mean, it was rumoured he was going to be a part of this. Didn't turn out. But we'd be happy now with Ryan Coogler doing Doctor Doom. I'll take him immediately. All day long. Good boy. Uh, but yeah, would you be happy with a solo Namor project? Would no. you? No, 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 you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Only linked with... Only linked with... Um, oh, let me think. Because I don't know who it would go up against if yeah. it was Solo. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm not I'm not, you know, a comic fan. I'm not sure what he's what he goes up against in terms of, you know, the comic run. But yeah. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be that interested in a singular comic, uh, singular project then for Namor? No, because I think I like him like I like Thanos. Okay. I like bits and bobs of him. Bits and, and I'd like to see him, like, in an end, in a film... Maybe meet his fate. Well, you won't because he's an yeah, hero, yeah. but like, meet his fate yeah. will be quite cool. Okay, fair enough. Uh, right, let's move on. We're going to go through the story, uh, not all of the story, but the main arcs here. Mm. So as everyone knows, Chadwick Boseman passed away in 2020, which was a shock to everyone, including Marvel and director Ryan Coogler. The movie opens up with the death of T'Challa from an unknown disease, with Shuri frantically trying to recreate the heart-shaped herb synthetically to save him. Her mother, Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, comes to the lab to tell her T'Challa has passed. We then proceed to the Wakandan funeral scene, which was teased in the trailer and stuff like that. Um, you, you thought that was handled very well, as you, you mentioned. Yeah, because it was really sad and yes. touching, but also the funeral was upbeat. Yes. I think that's quite yeah. African tradition as well. Wearing white. Yeah. Yeah. 
so it was sad but you're like you, you were celebrating his life as well as sort of mourning him 100% was it was good yeah I love the really cool shot with um, Queen Ramonda sort of slow mode we'll get onto the slow motion oh, yeah. later on a lot of slow motion in this movie but there's a bit in the funeral scene where it's, it hits a bit of slow motion and she looks up and sees the muriel of, of Chadwick Boseman yeah. well of T'Challa in, in that movie and it's really touching yeah it is really touching and, yeah. and Letitia Wright's acting in that you know over the coffin fantastic acting very good yeah so fair enough and I thought it was yeah brilliant brilliant scene so a major plot point of the movie is the US government damn you uh, and other nations around the world are naughty naughty as they (laughs) bloody French as they desperate uh, desperately try to obtain the resource of vibranium from Wakanda this leads us to the fight at the Wakandan outreach facility Mm. and the United Nations scene sort of happens simultaneously and it shows you both sides. So talk us through that, Con. What happened there? So let's stay on the United Nations front at the minute. So United Nations, the Queen Rwanda's Rwanda's there as Rwanda's sort of... uh, Rwanda. 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 Is it Rwanda? (laughs) (laughs) Um, For Wakanda, obviously, and her guards with her. Very cool, the guards look as well. Yeah, they were cool. Do you think that was anything to do with the pandemic or was that just a choice do you think because this was filmed in pandemic i think just a choice just a choice really really cool just look cool yeah and basically the un so the us what were they called they were called states estas yeah i saw that what was that i don't know if it's something to do with un or what yeah but the us and france were saying they're disappointed in wakanda because they're withholding the vibranium they should share it out it could be used that's what t'challa wanted to do yeah could be used as weapons of mass destruction she's basically saying i'll give it to you you're gonna fucking kill everyone (laughs) Not doing that, and also you've already tried to take it from us. Yeah, and then it cuts to the yeah. That's cutting in. Uh, and out so it's, it's a really cool scene. Um, she basically just says, "Look, you we know what you're whispering in the in your own military. The king is dead. The Black Panther is gone. We are not protected." Yeah. Um, and then it shows the Dora Milaje coming out of the sort of vault where this French mercenary team is trying to obtain some vibranium. Now, I did really like that scene, but I remember sitting there in the cinema going, "It was." It wasn't very well shot. I mm. couldn't really see what was happening. Yeah, that's true. it was like it was really fast and frantic, but I couldn't really see like the uh, the the Dora Milaje going up against like I did in Black Panther, the first one. Yeah, I didn't really see a lot. There's a bridge scene we come onto later on, which is really clear and brilliantly done. Yeah, but in this one, I don't know what happened. I just could not see, like I thought I didn't think it was very well done personally. That scene, just my thought process on it, but I liked what they were doing. Yeah, and then they they brought the mercenaries into the main UN, uh, in sort of put them in front of the French ambassador or embassy yeah. person, and then um, spoke French to her in a cool way. Yeah. But you'd like to see though, it was, I felt like it was a really powerful moment to say we, we, we've still got a movie here, we've still got Wakanda. Yeah, and that's when you know Queen Ramonda's not messing about because she says next time um, we won't be so gracious. That's it. Basically, really we'll kill them. Cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Really cool. Um, so. Now the US government is in possession of a machine that can detect vibranium, thanks to Riri Williams slash Ironheart, who we'll get into in a second. They drop it into the ocean to search, but it alerts King Namor of Talican City, an underwater civilization that also has the power of vibranium. So Namor is hell-bent on destroying this machine and killing the scientists that made it uh, and keep Talican a mystery to the world. Um, so that boat scene, do you remember it? Yeah, what did you what did you think of that? Very Call of Duty. I liked, yeah. What well, in terms of the sort of the nighttime rain and yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what's Call of Duty? And very much um, 
What's the other what film? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was. Very yeah, Winter the Soldier. opening Winter Soldier scene. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what was that weird song they were singing? I don't know. That must be something for the comics. Yeah. Is that Brainwash? I think it's like, because they say mermaids do that, don't they? Oh, and they say, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they say mermaids sort of charm you and yeah. confuse you and yeah. stuff. So I think, and the song, because I've listened to the score right. twice today. Of course you have. It's so fucking good. Um, but they that's one of the things. And it's quite Pirates of the Caribbean. Is it? The tune is, yeah. It, I, I thought of the um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yep. Yeah. That, you know, when he opens the egg. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's exactly what. Uh, but anyway, so stick on to that scene for a second. I felt it was re- not just the weird mermaid voice singing. I thought the whole scene was really creepy, how they were popping their heads out of the water. Yeah. Um, you didn't see a clear cut of Namor, but he took down that helicopter. The people were jumping into the water because they're brainwashed by the song from the from the sort of the mer people, and I felt that was a very good semi introduction of these you know this civilization that clearly are very powerful. Yeah, so I thought it was a very good opening. So I really I was really in a good place at this point of the movie. Yeah, I was really excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the panic in the human's voice, like the lady, she was really hundred percent, and you believed it. Which weirdly, I don't. That, that's Lake Bell. So she's quite a big actress, that woman. And I had no idea she was in this movie. And also, she play, she voices even a weird sort of snippet. She voices Natasha Romanoff in What If series. In the MCU, yeah. Um, but I assume she died from that helicopter yeah, crash. I don't know, but I don't know where. She, she just sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm sort of running this shit. And yeah. I don't know where she come from. Anyway. No, I'm dead. Yeah, no, you did. Yeah. So thanks to Martin Freeman's Everett Ross, <laughs> uh, Wakanda learn of the scientist slash student uh, that made the machine. And upon finding out it's a kid, they choose to protect her from Namor, who just wants her dead. A Corey and Shuri head to MIT to bring Riri Williams back to the Wakanda, but the US government try and intercept them. Then we get that battle on the bridge scene where the Talican City first show up, the henchmen of Achuma and Namora, cousin to Namor, mm. show up and try and take Riri Williams themselves. That, for me, was the best action bit of the movie, for me, personally. Really, yeah, yeah, really cool. It You felt like there's no getting away. You felt like there was no escape, there was no, escape, there was no win in this fight. Absolutely. They were too strong, too powerful. Uh, there's quite a lot to unpack here, so we're just going to stand on this for a second. So we are going to now talk about Riri. Yeah. So what did you like about her? She's a, Obviously, she's a newcomer. She's got the Ironheart series coming. What was it? Her performance was fantastic. Because she reminded me of Tom Holland. Ooh. And she also reminded me of, um, I can't remember her name, but the, the girl plays Ms. Marvel. Oh, uh, Kemnan Ivan Vanali. Oh, I can't remember to get her name yeah. right, but yes. I reminds yeah. me of her. It's, it's quite a laid-back style. It's like little quips and little yeah, jokes. Yeah, which she would be as 19. Yeah. And so, smart as hell. Yeah, And I thought she she's going to be a really good addition to, to the MCU. Yes, 100% agree. Uh, I'm now, well, I, it's, it's worked in a way because I'm more excited about Ironheart. Yeah, me too. It's very good. Um, so, now let's talk about those, that weird, I don't know what happened with the Talican soldiers. I'm going to call them Talican. I, I think it's Talicanese soldiers, but we're going to call them Talican soldiers. Yeah. Now, Akori gets her vibranium staff out, and she's very, very good with her spear. She takes down three of them before doing a one-on-one fight, which was so good with Achuma, who who is just too big and powerful because he's superhuman. Yeah. Um, but she takes them down, but then they that wasn't really explained. That they just come back to life. Yeah. 
So all the people we fight later on in the big fight scene at the end, is it just endless battle because they just come back to life? Yeah, just not dead. It must, it must be. I don't really get, I didn't really get that. I think that was a poor, poor I th- that was quite poor, I thought. They should have just been killed. Yeah, so, yeah, so they're immortal. Yeah, so I don't get, is it is someone from comics maybe able to explain to us? Yeah. But the fact that me and you have no idea what that meant, that's quite poor yeah, in terms poor. of Ryan. I don't know what that was. Uh, anyway, so... Um, I think, but yeah, on that fight, I did think that was really good. Um, it did set up a one-on-one later on between a Corey and a Tuma, which I thought was really wasted. And we're going to get onto it. <laughs> it was such a shame. And we're going to yeah. get onto that scene, but they didn't get a, a great, you know, a one-on-one fight again later in the movie, which it deserved. Um, I think following this scene, they really messed up with a One of yeah. my biggest, biggest gripes with this movie. Um, they strip her because she loses Shuri and yeah. the uh, Atuma and Namora take Shuri and Riri Williams back to Talican City to King Namor. Um, and Akori is like, shit, I've lost the queen. Oh, sorry, the princess. Yeah. Um, so they strip her. She's sort of explaining herself in the throne room how they, was, they were of superhuman strength. They basically come back to life. Nothing she could do sort of thing. Uh, and then Queen Ramonda, although I didn't agree with her reasoning, another unbelievable monologue so good have i not lost enough you saw that in the trailer have i not given enough etc really really good so you like that yeah really like that and even the other um counselors um agree that she shouldn't be they said maybe we're being too hasty she gave up her marriage for this yeah and she don't care and also what i just don't get about it i know she's pissed off and she's she's hurting queen ramonda but in black panther one a corey was the general of the Dora Milaje of Wakanda. Kill- Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, fairly won the throne. Yeah. So she had no choice but to serve Wakanda. She's not serving him. So it's not like she chose a side. Yeah. And also, in the end, she actually helped them. So I just didn't like that plot point. I thought he ruined a really good character from Rikori yeah. and then gave her this awful Midnight Angel suit, which we'll get on later on. I think they just butchered her and it was such a shame because she's one of the best parts in Black Panther. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on now. Akori and Shuri have, uh, over, as we just said, are overcome and taken back to Talican City. Let's talk Talican City. Yeah. I'm going to shock you here, I think. Oh, go on. <laughs> I think Talican City looked shite. Okay. I'll tell you for why. It was the whole scene was about this like oh my like Shuri being shown this underwater amazing civilization slash empire oh my god look at her eyes are like wow it was bare foggy it was so dark it was just looked like they even the people on like, didn't look like they belong under there because they were like they were holding their breath <laughs> yeah. they didn't look like they were you know loving the ocean um, I just think it looked shit it just looked like ruins underwater ruins it didn't look like a thriving brilliant vibranium induced civilization. And, compa- and I'm, obviously you have to compare it somewhat to Aquaman. Not a perfect movie by any stretch of imagination, but it is an outstanding visual masterpiece of Atlantis. Yeah. And I know they're not going for Atlantis here with Talican City, but it did not by any stretch of imagination look amazing to what Shuri was trying to portray. Did you agree with this or not? I agree. Oh, you do agree? I do agree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I put in my notes that we needed to see more of yes. Talican City. We saw none of it really. Yeah. For it to be so amazing and breathtaking, didn't yes. really see anything. Like you say, too foggy, too cloudy. <laughs> it should have been... I couldn't see. I no, couldn't see anything. It should have been Wakanda, about 100 times better 
Underwater. Underwater. Just yeah. make Wakanda underwater. That's, yeah, that's what it should yeah. be. It's like I say, I'm, we know they went sort of the, I think it's called like, you know, the Mayan Aztec route. I know they're going with, with that, but I just I just didn't really get that Shuri was trying to be like amazed and maybe she's more amazed that there is a civilization underwater, I guess. But I just think Talek and City was not impressing. Nah. At, like at all. Uh, but anyway, whether that was, it was being filmed through covid um, I'm sure I can't believe we agree on that. But what about their chemistry? They had some mad chemistry, right? Yeah, I got. Um, do you know what I thought during the film? I thought this this should be House of the Dragon. They should join their houses. Yeah, join their houses. Join their really houses. Powerful, which yeah. is what sort of Namor's trying to do. I I think. I suppose, yeah, I guess so. And sort of gets in the end to an extent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, they. I don't really know if that was meant to occur, but. Mm. Uh, it was it's on it's on Twitter all over Twitter that there's like bad chemistry between them two. Uh, I don't know if that's something for the future or what. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Talek and City. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna go back there. Maybe you know get some builders in. Yeah, brighten it up. Brighten it up a little Spice bit. It Spice it up. Um, so whilst the city of Wakanda retreats to the high metal, oh, sorry, I've got, I think I've uh, jumped ahead. Bear with me. Bear with me. Right now, where, this is where the film takes its turning point in mm. the movie. Uh, Nakia, I think it's her name, isn't it? Um, she now lives in Haiti, and we'll oh, get yes. to why she lives in Haiti yep. in, a, in sort of in a, in a second. Um, Queen Ramonda visits her and asks her to please infiltrate Talikan City with her experience of you know being undercover in sort of civilizations, etc., um, and get back Shuri and Riri. Upon doing this, Nakia accidentally kills one of the guards. Yeah, silly girl. Silly girl. Like a plasma cannon thing into a rib. It's quite close. <laughs> it's quite close. You probably know you're going to kill her. You're you're about two foot away. Yeah, yeah, you're dead. It was a bit of a. I suppose she had the. I don't know. She had the princess with a knife or whatever. But this obviously effing pissed off Namor. He was annoyed. Wasn't he? he was very annoyed when coming back and seeing. Not only has one of his people died, it also was a betray because he was played. Yeah. by Queen Ramonda to come out and let them come in and, and take the princess back and stuff. So what was your sort of takeaway from this scene? How And, and when I say this scene now, we're getting into the big massive attack on Wakanda because it's simultaneously straight after this. As soon as Namor sees that, he heads straight for Wakanda. Um, this scene was one of the biggest moments of the movie. Yeah. It was, the as we say, they full-on attack the home front of Wakanda. They sort of, I assume they use control of the water to flood the city first because a big wave sort of come crashing yeah. through first yeah i know they've got the water grenades but this seemed a bit more powerful um so this was a really high lot of namor's power do you want to have a little talk about that this scene was a scene where i wish we had more of it okay because is this the one you refer to in your opening monologue on our black panther you, the best you, scene yeah 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 okay this is my favorite scene because this is wakanda which has never been penetrated before no one's ever got in. It's a peaceful land. And all of a sudden, these people are just experiencing these outsiders coming in and just causing havoc. Utter havoc. And it's just the stress and panic in everyone's faces. No one really knows what to do. And like you say, you see Namor's full power. Yes. And they just trash the gaff. <laughs> they <laughs> trash the off. gaff. But the, the visually, they've done it. It's really good how they've done it with water because it's quite hard to look water yes. look good. Yeah. It looks fantastic. The water grenades are really good. Really good. It's just the movement. It's it's pretty clear. You can see everything. It's not like a yeah. blur, which you'd expect. It's it's really clear. It's and mad how he looks like he's on skates. Yes, like because even at one point he's skating through the air with his wings, 
And then he sort of does a really sharp back turn and it zooms in on his ankles and shows you how he kicks off the, the, the air. air. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was absolutely fantastic. He, he, not, he doesn't do a mistake here, but he shows something to Wakanda and, and Shuri, who's obviously very smart, and Riri Williams. He dives back into the water to yeah. then come up again and attack Shuri's ship, basically saying that he can't be out of the water for too long. Or not so much he can't be out of the water for too long, but that's what gives him his power boost. Yeah. So they realise there may be a way to stop him. We're going to get onto why that fight comes later on. But Ramonda dies. Was you surprised there? I was really shocked. I was very shocked. Didn't see that coming at all. And that was a well-kept secret. It was a very well-kept secret. Although, am I happy with the way she died? Um, I would like to have... I suppose she did later in the film, but I'd like to have heard to have given some final words. Some passing words to Shiri. Okay, well, as a dying breath. As a dying breath, okay. yeah. yeah. Instead of just sort of... Because it's quite harsh. We just see her face down in the water and then she's yeah. dead. They weren't rushing to get her out. No, at the time, <laughs> was fucking get her out. <laughs> Christ. Get her out of the water. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she died. Obviously, Namor comes to the you know top of the throne room, um, smashes his spear into the into the, the window and then throws about 94 water bombs. <laughs> yeah. And they're more meat, they're more scary than they sound, these water bombs. Yeah. Ruthless. Uh and yeah, it was it was a horrible, horrible scene. It was something Shuri has to now go through again. Yeah. Uh, more loss and heartbreak for Wakanda. Really is running through the mill here at the minute. Mm. Um but yeah, just just back to Namor, it was just absolutely sensational. Um it I mean Ryan Coogler mentioned earlier in the week that he has the same... I don't know if you read this, so just bear with me, Connor. That he's got the same power level as Hulk and Thor in the MCU. I haven't read that. No, I didn't know that. Well, you've now heard it from me. Not from Ryan Coogler, but from me. Yeah. Uh, whether I saw that you know, that, that power level in this movie, I, I didn't. But it did make me think, from someone who doesn't know a lot about Namor, it did make me think he's a serious player in that in that sort of power sense. Maybe yeah. if he is, you know, fully fleshed with water, he probably could go a little bit toe-to-toe with someone like Thor and Hulk. Do I see them on the same power level? Absolutely not. No way. Absolutely no, no way. If you need water to power yourself. Because you know, <laughs> Thor just pick you up and fly you up. You're, yeah, you're, you're dead. You're gone. Yeah, see you later. You're gone. Uh, so obviously that was what Ryan Coogler said. Uh, maybe with more to come from Namor in the future of the MCU, we will see. But just in this scene alone, I think they've done an absolutely amazing job. He just sort of took on Wakanda's like infiltrate like sort of resources and ships and yeah. military might with ease like it was nothing like it was nothing yeah and then the most powerful country in the world legit powerful nation in the world which they say about 400 times just to narrow it down in the movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. always hearing that but yeah namor absolutely stole that scene uh and then it hits you with that gut punch and he even says what does he say at the end he says something like um i think basically saying this is your doing have a week off yeah Bury your dead. I'll come back. I'll come back in a week and we'll sort it out. Mourn your loss. Um, and it's just really, really powerful. It's, it's almost like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then Shuri does come up with something. Yeah. So we'll move on to that. So whilst the city of Wakanda retreats to the high mountains of M'Baku's Jabari tribe, Shuri gets to work and recreates the heart-shaped herb successfully and takes it herself and visits the ancestral plane where she is surprisingly greeted by someone you want to talk us through that scene? What did you like about it, or did you like it? I did like it. Good. Because Correct, when, Connor. Yeah, when <laughs> she got there, I was like, okay, so it's Wakanda, but it looks a bit battered. It just looks menacing. I mean, I like... Actually, that's a good point. I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Almost like 
the person who you're about to say has been running Wakanda, and this yeah. is his Wakanda. Okay, that was cool. That was a cool pick out. Yeah. Then sitting on the chair, she thinks it's uh, her mother, Wanda. But it's not. It's the one and only Killmonger. <laughs> is there? The hair's even cooler. Yep. He just looks like a cool dude. shirt open. Yeah. Uh, and he just says, "Hey, cuz." Hey, cuz. Uh, really, really good scene. Uh, the whole point of this, if you're wondering, if you're confused, if you was confused in the movie, I'm, I'm sure you wasn't, but the whole point of this scene was, what is Shuri going to be as princess, as Black Panther, etc. of Wakanda? What is she going to be? Is she going to be noble like her brother, T'Challa? Or is she going to be like Killmonger that just gets business done? I think he was about yeah. handle your business. Um, and she's leaning towards Killmonger, which is why she saw him in this ancestral plane. Yeah. So I did like that battle in inside her. I thought that was probably the, the best, other than her acting and with about the loss of T'Challa, I really liked the fact this was a good arc for me. I liked her struggle of wanting to, you know, to be like Killmonger and revenge as she should. Yeah. Um. We, we have seen it before, unfortunately, in Civil War. So it did... The ending I didn't like because it was the same thing as T'Challa went through in Civil War with yeah. Baron Zemo. But anyway, but you liked the scene, yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think it looked cool. Uh, Killmonger, I always want to see Killmonger back, so that's yeah. perfect. And like you say, the battle of being eaten up by revenge and just rage, will, it, will she let it consume her? Will she just let's go and then... Which was the whole point, which I completely get. One last question on this scene, Connor. No. Did they regret killing Killmonger off in the first movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They need him back. I think that's absolutely paramount. Yeah. Obviously they wasn't to know what would happen later yeah. on, but I do think they probably in hindsight regret that. Um with the power of Black Panther, Shuri comes up with the plan to dry out Namor as they figure out who is uh sorry, as they figure out his powers comes from water, as we just said. They yeah. need to, to dry him up, dry his ass out, I think they say. They also decide to take a boat out into the middle of the ocean as the battleground for a fight with a water-powered army. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I don't know what I was thinking. How how stupid can you get? We we didn't really get into this scene, because we well, after me and Connor have watched the movie, we try not talk about it too much, because we are going to do a podcast. Yeah. Um, I hated this scene. I don't understand the, the thought process behind it. So they've got ships, and they've got all jets. Yep. They could have flew there and not been on a boat. They're water people. Well, bearing in mind, Namor is coming in a week's time, to Wakanda. So he would come up to the mountains, assumably, to find them in the Jabro. Stay yeah. up there and defend with n- there's less water and stuff like that. Yeah, just fortify it. You're, you know, you'll fight them at their game, not go out into the middle of the ocean where they could just eat, they sort of quite easily nearly bring the boat down. And there's probably millions of them. There is, well, there is millions of them. <laughs> yes. They're not going to win. In, there's fucking killer whales in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I was going to ask you, I don't know if I missed something there. I know they, was gonna, they were playing... The, the sonic thing under the water, which they sort of dealt with quite quickly. Quite quickly. And then the whales come in. Yeah. But I just can't see why someone thought that was a good idea to stage the battle in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, let's take a handful of our warriors. <laughs> just a handful yeah. to go defeat a whole people. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. And we get the Midnight Angel suits from Akore uh, and the other the other person. I, I, Connor? Predator. Predator. You said Predator in the Predator movie. Suits. Not good. No, they're not. What? They're, they're the most... They're the, Best warriors yeah. you're going to have. And one of the best warriors in the world. Did not need that. I need the suits. And, I mean, she mentioned that she was going to get a new st- uh, spear from Shuri. She me- that would have been really cool if she fought a tumour again, one-on-one, with this new spear, and maybe that levelled the playing field a little bit. So yeah. I know you had to level it. I get I get that. But that would have been really cool if she beat him one-on-one yeah. on one again 
this time with anger that she beat beat him before because she's so proud. This warrior, yeah, um, fucking shit, man. Really bad. Uh, but anyway, what was good, which I felt was a really brutal one on one fight between Namor and Shuri, the black now the Black Panther. So what happened is she, I can't really remember how they get him into that spaceship, into the ship, but they get him into the airplane. And they turn on the oven. <laughs> yeah. There's a sauna in there. There's a sauna. Yeah. Uh, and he starts getting sweaty, Betty. And um, then he starts to destroy the ship. But she's like, shit, he can't do that. He, he gets out into the water. I'm done. How did I think of that? <laughs> no, exactly. He's going to try and escape, obviously. Yes. So, that's true, actually. Why? Of yeah. course he's going to no, stay there, sweating <laughs> in the sauna, turning up the heat himself all year. Yeah. So, he then, they crash land the ship on a beach. And thus begins the one-on-one fight. Which did you like that? Any the aspects of that? Did you think that was good or not? I did like that. Oh, you did fight. like yeah, that. Yeah, I did okay. like that fight, and uh, I liked the shock factor we had as well. Yes. Yeah. In terms of the spear sure moment, <laughs> getting guarded with a spear. Yeah, up. So they had they do have this sort of brutal one-on-one fight, and Namor is clearly outmatching her in terms of um, you know strength, uh, but he is weak at this moment. So sure, he has a chance, and she does sort of come killing her close to getting him. But then, out of nowhere, he fucking... What does he do? <laughs> Just class her. She gets stabbed. <laughs> right? Not even, like, in the shoulder or something like that. It's in the stomach. Yeah. I thought she might die in that moment. Legit, I thought she was going to die. Well, she was fine about 10 minutes later. <laughs> must be the suit, Connor. Yeah, must be. Must be the suit. Um, then, I guess we'll talk about the ending now. Mm. So, what happens from this point? If you remember Civil War with Baron Zemo, he basically says... You know, it's rage and vengeance is consuming them. It's consumed me for too long. Mm-hmm. I need to stop this. And he stops Baron Zemo killing himself, the person he's been trying to kill for the whole movie. With very, very good arc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically the same thing here, would you agree? Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then they sort of come back. Bearing in mind, like, loads of people have been dying, you know, 200 yards back on that big ship in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Loads of people dying there. But, you know, let's not kill, eh? Yeah, just be friends. friends. And then they come back and it's this whole thing where they're on the you know, the 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 aeroplane thing and they're like, Talakan City, Wakanda forever. And I just didn't land with me this whole scene. Can I ask a question? Ask away. How did they get the ship? Because it crash landed. You asked this, and I should have thought about this. Uh, the ship, Connor's right, did crash land. I have no idea. Did they call another one? We assume they did. Yeah. But yeah, um, they just showed up again on another ship. Yeah. Uh, right as rain. They said, yay, we're friends now. Yeah, we're friends now. Yeah. yeah it was very similar to the Batman Superman thing, which people have laughed about for, you know, many a times. Um, it was literally that spearing phase. I'm going to kill you. I've no, I've changed my mind. We're friends now. Telecon City, we're kind of forever. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. No, no way. It was a cop-out. Uh, it was a cop-out. It yeah. was a massive cop-out. I know, fair enough, keep Namor, but do that in a different way, please. Yeah. He could have maybe got back into the ocean and then she could have gone back and he could have maybe called, you know, her could have called his Telecan people out yeah. to go back or something. It just didn't work for me. Um, anyway, should we... I, th- I think we're at the end of the movie now. Yeah. We've gone through those main stages. I think we have to, to spend some time, not too long, but we are going to delve into this mid credit scene. Yes. Connor, what happened? So we're back in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Nakia. Nakia. So we know Nakia and Chadwick obviously had a relationship together yeah. before she left Wakanda. Um, Shuri goes to visit, uh, because the tradition in Wakanda is to burn the robes. Yeah. When morning's over, you burn the robes in the fire and then you move on. Yeah. So she finally says, okay, I'm done mourning. I've mourned my mother. I've mourned my brother. I'm going to burn the robes. So I go to Haiti to do it. 
So she goes there, sitting down, and she meets somebody. And that somebody is her nephew, Prince T'Challa. It is indeed. Which is King T'Challa's son. Yeah. So, I mean, my straight away question, Con, what did you think? It's really touching. Yes. And it's really, it's like you're, you're continuing Chadwick's legacy with, and this is why I'm happy, because it gives another young black actor a chance to be the Black Panther. Yes. And I think it's quite evident because Shuri and uh, the Cisha Wright done a good job as Black Panther, as good as she could. Yeah. But I think in on this occasion, in this circumstance, Black Panther has to be like T'Challa. Yeah. For now, because we're not done with that. So it needs to be like 100%. that or, or it needs to be a male. Not to yeah. be sound sexist, but... No, I agree. At I this agree. time, it needs to be a male. I mean, we're not finished yet. I, I completely agree with that. It's, it's a massive. I mean, the, the recast the Charla campaign has been. It's really picked up traction over the last few months. It, it was always around, um, and it's, it's really interesting because we've got a we've got a friend, obviously Craig. He he thinks it's quite disrespectful. Yeah, which he said in the thing. I'm a complete opposite. I, I don't see it disrespectful at all. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I I understand. You know, they've done a really clever way of keeping the legacy of Chadwick Boseman's character to Charla but then also having a T'Challa in the MCU. I think it's really clever how they've done it. Yeah. But I, I just didn't see... I mean, I'm obviously, I'm a, a white, straight man. So my to be fair to, you know, people of colour, like, so your opinion probably on this maybe matters a bit more, Con, um, as a person of colour. So I, you know, I just think... I don't really understand how that would be horrendous, bearing in mind, as you say, nobody knew Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And then he got this role. Not only did he get this role and he become famous T'Challa and the Black Panther become one of the most important aspects of the MCU one of the biggest comic book movies of all time over a billion dollars yeah um and it it was crazy that another young black actor was not going to be T'Challa in the MCU which is so important yeah so so you are liking how they've done this yeah I think it's a good way to do it so it's his son so you're not recasting T'Challa yes Trevor Boseman T'Challa T'Challa's still in the MCU. Yeah, it's clever. As he said, it is a very good way to... I didn't <laughs> yeah. think of it no, at all. No, no, I didn't think of it. I'm really pleased. But there's got to be a bit of a time jump. Yes, obviously he's about 10 or 12 yeah. here. Lovely, cute kid, but we need him to age up quickly, yeah, get, please, sir. Quick. Uh, there was a bit of a plot hole here for me. I said it to you on, when we got out of the cinema. It was, I didn't really understand. Um, apparently, Queen Ramonda had met this son. Oh yeah. I assume she met him after you know the scene when they she was saying, Please help me get back Shuri. I need you to go back to work and get I assume after that scene she went, Oh, um, do you know what? I need to tell you something before I go. Here's the sun. I assume that's what happened. Yeah. But what I just think's crazy, because what we're talking about here is Queen Ramonda goes to Nakia and says, like, could have seen you could have we missed you at the funeral. Why was you wasn't you there? And the reason she wasn't there was because T'Challa and Nakia both agreed him he should stay away from Wakanda and not have the pressure of the throne and stuff like that. So he couldn't go to the they couldn't go to the funeral. They had their own um ceremony for him. Yeah. Um and she didn't know this at the time. So clearly she's not met the kid at this point in the movie, Queen Ramonda. So she must have only met him once before she went back to to Wakanda and died. Yeah. Um so you robbed that grandmother of a relationship with her grandson, who, after losing her son to Charla, that would have been really, really helpful yep. if she could have a relationship with her grandson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't get that at all. 
Um, and yeah, I just it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, there's a, a few bits in this. It, there was a bit, as as we said, I thought it was brilliantly done. It was touching, uh, very very emotional. But the way, the way it was done then was so harsh to mm. Queen Ramonda. I got a question. Go because I don't know how it works in Wakanda. If because the very end scene, Umbaku goes when they're doing the dancing on the cliff edge where they have to battle where Black Panther is. Yes. So Mbaku says, um, I challenge. I challenge for the throne, not for Black Panther for the throne. Now, surely T'Challa, child T'Challa, is the rightful heir. He's to the, the heir to Wakanda. So will that be the next film? I, I, th- I think Mbaku will be king of Wakanda for a bit. Yeah, and yes, then T'Challa will Because no one's going to challenge him because he's too big and powerful. And Shuri don't want it, I don't think. Yeah. She's happy to be Black Panther, but I, I think Mbaku's going to look after the people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when he comes of age... T'Challa, Nakia's son, and and Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa's son, he will come of age and take the the mantle back and probably take the heart shaped herb. It's a Killmonger story. Yes, it's, it's a just a little bit nicer. A little bit, yeah, basically Killmonger <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Good point, God. Cool, blimey. Uh, cool, blimey. But yeah, I guess that's what's happening. Uh, yeah. I don't really know where we go from here with Black Panther. Yeah. I saw. I did read something, and I I agree. I think it should be Black Panther solo movies. Maybe should be left for quite a, quite some time. Do X Men, mm-hmm. do Fantastic Four, do this and that, and let the sort of brilliant franchise of alone of Wakanda and, and Black Panther come again in sort of eight years' time when you've got a young, grown up man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, and he become the story of him, you know, wrestling with who his dad was and be, trying to feel the shoes of T'Challa that could be a really compelling story yeah and then you get it ends with him being the Black Panther T'Challa MCU for whatever's to come yeah um, I agree yeah I think maybe just give us that when it's coming Do-ba-dum. in 10 years time uh, imagine hearing that you'll be so 100% uh, but that probably uh, wraps us up would you say recommend I'd recommend 100% yeah, yeah recommend. recommend I am going to ask you before we do wrap up what your rating is out of 10 Connor um uh, I'm battling with myself because initially I gave it a six point five, and I think I, I still am. I'm. I remember between six foot five and seven. I think I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because I think the score is fantastic. Yeah, it's one of the best scores I've heard. Really good. Uh, the performances are brilliant. Yeah, and it was handled perfectly. So I think I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Fair enough. Okay, I think I'm. I did wrestle with it a lot. Mm. I think I am going to stick with a six point five, but I'm so close to a seven. Yeah, I have no idea how close I am, but I just for some reason something's stopping me. So we'll just average it out and we'll call it a seven here from the weekly cut. We'll just yeah. call it that. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't as good as the first Black Panther. No way. Um, unfortunately, it's probably the main reason is we didn't have Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. Yeah. Um, so it was not much they could do there, but they've done a great story, introduced a brilliant villain in Namor, and enough is there now to go ahead in the future. Absolutely. Well yeah. done. Uh, so now that brings us to what's on our screens. Thank you, Tom. What have you got? Thank you, Mr. Tom. What have you got, Con? I haven't got much, to be fair. So no? I watched Black Panther. Yep. Um, Game of Thrones, I've stopped watching. I've stalled for some reason. Strange. because I've been in the office. Yeah, fair enough. Busy, busy. Stuff. Yeah, busy boy. Uh, Always Sunny. Yeah, love I'm it. Watching that, Always I was so fun. good. And I watched an episode and a half. There's something on Netflix called um, Killer Sally. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a bodybuilding couple, yeah. and she basically kills him. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, oh, I watched some weird thing on, on Netflix. Me. Let me try and find it. So it's a little Japanese game, not Japanese game show. It's like a Japanese show where kids, like two, three or four, or about four or five, the parents basically send them to do chores. 
and like camera crew follow them around and they see how good they do. So they send the kids to the shop and say, "What? Get chocolate and flowers." And they send the kid, and the kid's got the money. Got to go do it. I don't know why I watched it. It's called Old Enough. Oh, I've I've seen that on my Netflix yeah. to, to recommend or whatever. It's like eight minutes long. Good. Me and Holly watched it for about half an hour to an hour. Yeah. It's, it's just addictive. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. And laughing, but it's really odd. That is odd. I don't yeah. even know what to make of that. It's all in Japanese said. as well. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, all, all done on screens. All done. I've not got much. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, I'll just mention. Mm. What a game. What a game. I'm going to lend it to you, Connor. It's oh, absolutely yeah. sublime. One of the best games I've played. Um, Thor has done so well in that. It, it makes everyone was sort of joking on Twitter saying, makes you think what Thor 4 should have been yeah. in the MCU. But anyway, Andor episode 10. It's been a bit of a, you know, it's been a slow, slow series, but it's dropped some incredible episodes. Andy Serkis deserves an absolute Emmy for his performance. Um, he does like a, it's really clever how he does this big monologue, this prison break thing, and he grabs the tannoy to speak to the thousands of people in the facility. But the camera, cleverly, you would have loved it because it's talking about, they, they tackle real world problems, which I won't get into. And the mm. camera spins around so that Andy Serkis is facing us so uh, it basically is telling you he's speaking to you. It started off really cool, and then it spins around, and it, you sort of listen to Andy Serkis because he's speaking to you about something. Yeah. Really clever. Like Absolutely fantastic episode, and Andor is really, really highly rated. Uh, that is me mm. for Screen Scraps. A bunch of scraps! Oh, yeah. You go, Con. A couple of scraps. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of scraps today. Uh, so David Zaslav wants a Harry Potter sequel to be a cursed child. Yes. I listened to last week's episode. We discussed this. I don't want this. Connor's seen it. Yeah, seen the stage play. Good as a stage play, not as a film. And I think our Twitter followers agree. <laughs> yes, you've got a few, a few have kicked <laughs> off about it, yeah. Uh, second scrap, uh, again come out today, Margot Robbie's Pirates film is not moving ahead. Uh, she confirmed it in an interview with Annie Yes. Care. So um, I can't say I'm upset. Probably you're going to say, bring back Johnny. Bring back Johnny, yeah, correct. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm not upset, but if there was anyone that could have made a franchise, I think, of that nature... Of, of a female-led sort of not not spin-off but whether it's a remake or a follow-on or whatever legacy sequel you name it margot robbie's probably one that maybe could have done something yeah. because she is so catchy not just the way she looks but because she looks great yeah. but i feel like she's got enough chops yeah I agree. Um, but anyway it's not moving ahead they will do something because it's too much money oh absolutely We'll yep. see what happens, yeah. And that for scraps? That's me. Cool. Uh, I think I've only got one, and that's the new Godzilla and Kong movie. is titled Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thanks very much. Someone got paid for that. Yeah, they yep. did. Someone, Someone got paid, got paid big bucks to name the next MonsterVerse movie, Godzilla and Kong. Don't forget, and... Uh, ask uh, that's going to be like Fast and Furious all over yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, whether you have fun with them, it's, it's down to you. I, we did have, I think we had fun with the last one. It's not, yeah. you it's not a great movie at all. But it gives you big monsters punching each other. Yeah, you see a big fight. Well, what more do you want? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Give us more punching. Uh, and that's us for Scraps. So thanks for listening, guys. This was our obviously 100th episode. We're going again. We're, we're gearing up for next year, which is going to probably be the biggest year of our 29 years. Yeah. Um, from TV to film. 
Uh, next week, we've got a few things to come out. We'll, we'll sort of now down exactly what we're going to do. We've got greatest, greatest sequels of all time to do. A lot of things to sort of go from the news and trailers, etc. We'll bring it all here at the weekly cut. All here? All here. All here. All here. All here. We're all here. So as I say, tell your friends, uh, leave a review. It really, really does help us out. Follow us on Twitter. Join the conversation. We reply to everyone. We absolutely love it. We've got a great following on there. Mm. So thank you, everyone. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the show. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And thanks for having us in your ears.